Welcome to episode 134 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast uh, with our constant shuffling of co-host. I'm still here. I'm the constant. Uh, Katie is doing Girl Scout stuff with our daughter, so Rachel's filling in tonight. Hey, guys. You might want to talk into the microphone. This is every time, Rachel. No, I forget. Oh, my gosh. I might as well there. It's like right in my mouth now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and do our, our intro stuff. Do you have... Katie sent it to me once upon a time. <laughs> the odds of you finding it at this point. I mean, you never know. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, let's go with... You got it? Okay, go ahead. So if you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can either, even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a herp show near you. Don't forget to visit lsreptilerax.com to reach out to the Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Way to go. Get a rack <laughs> or uh, there's some cool uh, Halloween decorations that you're currently making. Some like uh, little plastic, kind, almost like jack-o'-lanterns, but they're plastic with little faces. Mm-hmm. Some cool ones. Uh, some of the Sanderson sisters from... Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Some, a bunch of the, the 80s horror movie. Yeah. I don't think you call them heroes. Um, they might be. Depends I mean, on depends on who you were cheering for in the movie, I guess. So fantastic I'm actually villains. working on a whole other website just for that stuff, for just signs and all that. Because you made some cool signs this week too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have anything, any, if you have any ideas that you want something made out of PVC, got to do something because get up, Robert. Racks and cages sure the hell ain't selling. <laughs> uh oh, and then Herb's Reptile shows. Let me go ahead and get that. Other sponsor. Uh, the next Herb's Reptile show is Waco, Texas, October 15th and 16th. Y'all are doing that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I will not be there, but go by and see Robert. Get you a rack, cage, a sign, a whatever. Halloween decor. Halloween decor. Uh, November fifth and sixth, the Lafayette, Louisiana show. I will be at that one, and then November twelfth and thirteenth. Can't wait. That's the Pearland show, so I can sleep in my own bed again. Yay! That's awesome. And I don't have to pay for a hotel. Austin, Texas, December third and fourth. Slidell, Louisiana, December tenth and eleventh. That is the last one of the year. And then they start the new year, uh, Oklahoma City, January 14th and 15th, Longview, Texas, January 21st and 22nd, and then my birthday weekend, Conroe, Texas, January 28th and 29th. So that is the rundown of those. Uh, if you want a awesome LED UVB, it's so many letters there, LED UVB light bulb from VivTech, you can go and order off the website and save 15% with the code GUMBO22. So you, you saw my tortoise. So we talked about it last week, and then you went and actually saw my sulcata. Mm-hmm. That thing has gotten massive, hasn't massive. it? Massive. Yeah, that light, I'm telling you, it really helps. It has grown, and it's super smooth. So I do uh, want to say thank you to Sean and James at the Herp Store. for uh, Sean, uh, James messaged me last week when we talked about my little baby, Redfoot, died. And uh, we had I had to go to the Herp Shop Thursday to make a delivery, and they gave me another Redfoot that was a surrender. Someone had, <laughs> what was it? Some Her boyfriend cheated on her, and she surrendered all his animals to <laughs> yeah. the Herp Shop. <laughs> I didn't know this until after. But, uh, well, that's definitely Gina. That's Gina. Saying, Honey, my food's at Lafayette. Uh, we will, Gina, for oh, sure. Yes. So, yeah, um, maybe you foot. won't have COVID this time. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new Redfoot to replace yours. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the same, almost exact same size as my other one. It's a, it's a lemon head. A lemon head. Which is just a nice way of saying it's... It's uh, not as red. It's not red at all. It's yellow. <laughs> it's yellow. But it makes them easy to tell apart. Because otherwise, they're like fucking identical yeah. size. Yeah. Everything. Well, their shell so. colors are different. It's not a yellow foot. It's a red foot. It's a red foot. Okay. 
Yeah, I like I like my cherry heads. I'm well, like spoiled. our cherry head, his shell has a lot of yellow markings on it. Like the yellow parts on it are big. Yeah. But this new one, its shell is really dark, and the yellow isn't very big too. So how are you so quiet? I don't know. I'm whoa. I turned. You must have had me turn way down. No, you turned higher up than the rest of us. You gotta you gotta project. I felt like I was screaming at it. You're not screaming. I I I would prefer you scream because I can turn it down. <laughs> okay. Um. Trying to think anything else we got uh y'all there was no we weren't sure there was NARBC Arlington was this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of VivTech, our friend Ryan McVeigh uh had an accident last week. You may have seen that in a couple of other uh things online. Uh, he's fine from all my understanding. I think he was at Arlington. I saw some pictures. So I think he made it to Arlington. Uh but they had an accident. They 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 totaled their car, I think. Yeah. So but I think they're fine. Everything I've seen. That's okay. I heard they were both okay. Why are you whispering? I don't know. I thought I was talking louder. I guess in my ears, I sound really loud. Then I can turn. Look, I can turn it down. Okay. That's. Oh, see? Yes. There, there we go. I feel better now. Technology. <laughs> oh, um, anything else going on lately? I don't think that. I don't have much going on. Um, we can talk about snake breeding stuff later. So let's go ahead and bring our guest. Yeah. Okay. So our guest tonight was actually uh, suggested to us by previous guest from Colossal Constrictors who who ordered us pizza. They're, they're always going to be remembered as people that got us pizza, which was awesome. Uh, but our guest is Liz Ritchie of Relic Boas. How's it going, Liz? Hey, it's hey, good. Thanks for having me. I don't think I can follow up pizza, though. That's all I'm saying. That's true. They, they, <laughs> That's they a high pizza. bar. I ate pizza for, for two days off that. It was great. Oh, Lord. How do y'all feel about Chinese? I love Chinese. I do like Chinese. See, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm tricky with Chinese because I don't like vegetables, so I just want like chicken and rice. That's all Chinese I want. For lunch oh, today. yeah. So I'm you order chicken fried rice with no vegetables. I don't want chicken. I want white rice. Uh, like I like General yeah. So's chicken and white rice. Fucking weird. And You're I weird. eat that all day long. <laughs> uh, oh, look at our buddy, buddy Douglas Ray White's in the chat. Tasha wouldn't let him go to NARBC. <laughs> uh, it's probably a safe bet, Douglas. Although, I, did anybody see his, uh, his guinea pigs? Yes, those were interesting. Very adorable guinea pigs, and I had no idea that he... I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I do remember Natasha being mad at him for having guinea pigs. <laughs> I didn't so, know that. You, you didn't know he had guinea pigs? No. Yeah. His, can, can you picture him with guinea pigs? Hey, no. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the trailer that just got released for Deadpool 3? No. no. It's fucking epic. Uh, Hugh Jackman's going to be in it. As Wolverine. Yes. Cool. You have to do That's this sweet. when you talk about Wolverine. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a bunch of... Uh, there's, there's Randy from... Colossal Somebody Fishers. just sent it to me, and I was like, oh, let me click. And yeah, it's going to be uh, awesome. Focus Cute Habitats. There they are. They have a new cage that came out that they posted pictures of. They got six six new cages, right? Ashley or Steven, whichever one of y'all it is. The technology Ashley. in the new cages oh, is what really amazing. impressed me. It had built-in fans and all sorts of stuff for probes and this and that. Uh, lizard morphs. We're he's so we gotta get him on at some point. I, I'm gonna shoot you. I think I I'm gonna shoot you a message if I have not already. We may uh, not be able to do that one live. Sure, he's on here right now. Huh, good point. <laughs> I was gonna say why not? He's right there. <laughs> Wolverine, the Aussie. Yeah, but he's, yep. but he's like not an Aussie in anything he's in. Nope. He's American in everything. everything. That movie Australia. If that is true. With Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I didn't watch that. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a wise choice. That was. That did not seem interesting to me at all. I don't know if I've seen that one. I don't think you need to. Yeah. It's Nicole Kidman. I'm not a huge Nicole Kidman fan. I'm not either. Oh, look. Randy said they just ordered one of the new cages from Focus Cube. Nice. That's cool. So it's 10 a.m. there for him in Australia. See? Oh, that's yeah. fine. Okay. So they're, what, 13 hours ahead of us? I'm not doing math. 
15 hours ahead of us. Sure. You could, I was like, you could name any number of hours, and I'm going to agree at this point. Yeah, when my a, friend Ryan, who lives in Australia, wished me happy birthday on my post, it told me a, a day ago he wished me happy birthday. Right. I see it because it's only right. the day before. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so let's get, get to our guests. So, Liz, uh, by the name of your business, Relic Boas, you have boas. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I got into boas about four years ago. Um, and it's kind of funny because I met my husband. Um, he had a ball python and a boa. And up until that point, I'd had just a children's python when I was in high school. Um, so I never even touched a boa constrictor. Um, he, he had gotten it at a show, and I think it was about half wild. We think it was wild caught, you know. Um, and the thing bit me in the back of the head. Um, and that was when I fell in love with him, honestly. <laughs> the boas and my husband. You know. like, which one? <laughs> Same time. Yeah. The snakes more so than the husband now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it was just history from there. So I just, uh, have built a little collection and my husband, I mean, he, he likes it. He's not as into it as I am. So it's, it's kind of funny being a woman too, because every time we tell someone we have snakes, they look at me and they're like, Oh, how do you deal with his hobby? And it's, it's kind of funny because they don't know that I'm kind of the driving force behind it. Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah, uh, you can't ask Robert anything about the snakes. He's going to look at me and be like, Answer this. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have snakes. Exactly. I just always love when people like they'll find out how many snakes I have and go, and your wife's okay with that? Like, yeah, she's my wife. I don't she has snakes too. I'm like I mean I mean, I'm not completely ignorant on what snakes we have, obviously. I know No, you just don't have any. Just partially ignorant. I just don't they <laughs> Logan and Ode and Rachel Otis? take care of the snakes. I'm so fucking tired. I don't know. <laughs> so what? Uh, I might confess to a crime I never committed tonight. Don't do, <laughs> don't do that. You could be like, did you stab a teacher? Because <laughs> no. what can I get out of this? I actually heard it on the radio a little did while you, ago, so it made the news. Yeah, at, at the junior high that feeds into my high school, a teacher got stabbed by a kid um, for taking a cell phone. Yeah, and the oh, I, I, I told someone I said if a kid decides to stab me, they better hope I don't get up. The person that, in that runs that scanner group that yeah. I that posted it, Alvin ISD actually contacted them first thing and asked them, "Please take this down." They were trying to keep it under wraps. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's been posted all now. Yeah, it's all over. The now. kids knew about it. Like the kids already knew that. Of course, it and it wasn't a knife. It, they they haven't said what he was stabbed with, but it wasn't a knife. No, it's probably like scissors that. or a pencil yeah, or sure. a pen or something. Oh lord, yeah. over over like a phone. A mechanical pencil. Because kids can't. You take a phone away from them, and their mind fucking melts. That phone is their life for some of those yeah. kids. And you, I'm oh, I've had so many kids when you're like when they take their phone out, you're like, all right, I gotta take your phone. They will absolutely refuse. They will take ISS. They'll take anything other than giving you their phone. I'm like. Half time, just give me your fucking phone. I'll give it back to you at the end of class. Just exactly. Give me. Makes you wonder what they're doing with those phones, though. You know what I mean? It's not a little side hustle. No, it's it's their in a, it's their inability to function. They uh, <laughs> the I everyone talks about um. So the worst thing about being a teacher is not the money because I moved here for more money, but it's the fact that I can see the future coming, and, and it's not good. Yeah. I'm just giving y'all heads up, y'all. It's not good, and it gets worse every year. I've been teaching for ten years, and uh. It hasn't gotten better in 10 years, so, but I haven't gotten stabbed yet. 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 (laughs) But that school does feed into my school, so hopefully he doesn't show up at some point next year or the year after and stab me. Right. (laughs) Because you know they're not going to tell you who he is. No. Oh, I'll find out. You'll find out, yeah. Every other kid will know, but. I'm telling you, you will see a whole different level of of speed from me if a kid stabs me, because I will catch them. And uh, I got to hope this is videoed. They will not stab anybody ever again. I promise that much. Anyways. Well, hi to the Facebook user that said hi. I, I don't know who you are. I think that's Gina. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think it's Gina. It could be Gina. We'll assume it's Gina. Okay. Uh, so what kind of boas do you keep? 
Um, I, I have a lot of VPI, so it's really heavily focused in that because I have a really small collection, um, mainly just a time thing and space. Um, so I, I work at home and basically use my lunch hour to take care of the snake. So I'm trying to keep it very focused for now. Um, so mostly VPI, het VPI, uh, raptors, something you don't see a whole lot of. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're kind of underrated. Uh, not super exciting by themselves, but I feel like they do a lot in combinations. So I'm kind of excited to mess around with that. I uh, got an Inca I'm going to run this year, so I'm really excited about that. Maybe, maybe making some uh, VPI-Inca combos in the future. Um, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I, I Facebook stalked and then went through your whole Instagram, and it's like it's a very different direction than my my collection whereas, it is whereas it is. mine is very much like sun glow hypo very clean pattern mm-hmm. and like yours is very much more of a natural and having more pattern there but it's very colorful yeah yeah pastel and connected patterns i guess is what it boils down to yeah I'm so gonna have to come facebook and instagram stalk you because i didn't have a chance to <laughs> she's really she's you're got, welcome to <laughs> you've got some really red stuff and i love red like Let any any red well, or pink you. size and all that. Oh. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love a good pastel. And I mean, like I a bright, bright pastel. I have a yeah. motley. All my other bows are doom rolls. R- Randy posted. She oh, does. gosh. They're pretty, too, though. I have eight of them. <laughs> in a year. In a year. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Welcome to we the We got the first one in December Slidell last year. So it's been less than a year. Jeez. Oh, you can't just do one, though. I swear when you find something no. like it's like crack. I have a 2.6. I, I can because I can only afford the free one I got from Travis. So free doom rolls. <laughs> yeah. 2.6 and I'm done. Thanks, I don't Travis, want any more. That's how we ended up I, uh, you yeah. say that. I say I'm done every time. I swear. Ask my husband. It's like, oh, I'm done. Space. I'm done buying snakes. And then a month later, it's like, I don't know where it came from. It just it Yeah, arrived, they show up you random. Know? You're like, yeah, oh, no, wow, look. Just, ta-da. They're like rabbits. You know, they just happen. Yeah. You know how you fix that? be poor it works for me i'm poor and i uh i say that Lord, I'm, I'm headed that way i'm headed that snakes. way yeah. <laughs> i say i'm poor but i have two carpet pythons that are in quarantine right now and i've got two more carpet pythons coming from john grant yeah okay so being poor doesn't help i, I was I, say where are all these carpets coming from outside we, we just have our money and assets is how i like to look at it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm just moving money around and my problem is just food food now especially with someone like mm-hmm. so you got boas so you know i'm like Boas, oh, it's ridiculous. I think it's expensive feeding rats. They're eaters, man. They are eaters. <laughs> no, Sam, you can never stop it. Just no. one Doom Rolls. It's because we had two and they were both oh. horrible. Oh, our, our, our first intro in Doom Rolls were uh, like 15 years ago and uh, one never ate uh-huh. and the other one wanted to kill you. They're both babies. And then we said, <laughs> fuck it. And I got rid of them. I think, I think I traded both of them for some corn snakes and Sam Boas. Yeah. And never looked back from Sam Boas at that point. I mean... One of my big ones struck at me, but it was when I was feeding the snake that lives in the enclosure on top of it. So I'm pretty sure it was just, hey, that was supposed to be mine because it saw the rat as I was. Yeah. My my one did not want to eat it all. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of this thing before it dies on me because it would not touch food. But that was like 15 years ago. It was a long time You're ago. You're sure it's not a ball python? It was not a ball Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> Although I do own ball pythons. I, I can say I've never bought a ball python. So I can at least say that much. I can't. So that... Um, stabbing got posted in TOA. Yeah, at 44 comments, they had to shut it down. Oh, I'm sure that, that's yeah. a dumpster fire. That Facebook group. Yes. Uh, but uh, what else do you have? Do you have just boas? Or do you have anything else? Yeah, yeah, just boas. Uh, I, How, I started you stop out all pythons. I, I know. 
know. I kind of transitioned there, honestly. But as far as animals, we've got four cats, um, got a bunch of uh, cichlids. So I'm trying to oh. breed flower horn cichlids too, which is going horribly. So <laughs> <laughs> so how big of a tank is my flower horns get big? Yeah, they do. So I've got them in a 40 right now because they're pretty small. They're like three, four inches. Um, but then we're probably going to bump them up to a 75 and maybe a 120 eventually. Probably that's, just going to keep them male. That's one fucked up looking male fish, by the way. Oh yeah, they're they're cocks. They're called it cracks Whoa, me up. Hey, the, the bigger hey, the cock, was, the better the fish. I mean, this is not a family <laughs> show. But damn. Didn't hear it from me. <laughs> sure, that's never seen it. Look up a flower horn cichlid. They look like they have a tumor on their head. Mm-hmm. But, they uh, do. It's ridiculous. It's, and, and and the the better the tumor or the better the cock. Yeah. I guess cock the, is the, a bit the bigger. Oh, crap! Now I have to look Nice big fish cock. Killing me. Uh, that's got out of hand. Uh, so. uh or was it, uh, Randy said she went to my VPI. She knows how much I like VPI. I don't dislike VPI. It just isn't call. And I only work with call and all the stuff I end up seeing. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. All ends up having VPI in it. And then I'm like, damn yeah. it. But what I really want right now, and I can't afford because I don't know why it's still expensive because it's been around for forever, is Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is coming down in price too, which is nice. Those are weird looking. Well, I guess as Gina said, was this a podcast about uh, apparently Cox. Yeah. It's, uh, they're colorful cocks too they can be red they're very red colorful cocks they are pick your cock you know just whatever right, right. whatever suits yeah. your fancy a nice bulbous That's what she said a nice be bulbous purple, red cock it, whatever I mean I mean just talking about fish guys I don't know what everybody else is talking about we're talking either. about chickens that's true go for some chicken um so I posted oh where's that when when we reached out we talked about wanting to talk about uh, testing, whether it be genetic testing or uh, testing for d- diseases and all. So let's hit on genetics first because I kind of the question I aimed at this week. Okay. Um, and then we can move to the other. But the question was, which genetic testing with genetic testing becoming easier, will you be testing babies that you produce in order to label them as 100% heads? Why or why not? And so I'm going to go through uh, the responses we got and then we can kind of talk about the uh, positives of genetic testing now, which is kind of fitting. Well, Chris Eaton got my hopes up. I saw him post that he had Ben Morrill uh, on, who's the rare genetics. I was mm-hmm. like, sweet. And I was going to try to listen to that before this. No, he was saying that it didn't come out until the 4th of October. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> don't post that shit if it's not out yet. Got my hopes. I got in the car this morning. I'm like, why can I not find it? And then Didn't I we have him on too? Yeah. A couple, few months ago, maybe a year ago, probably. <laughs> it was a few months to a year ago. That is true. <laughs> Somewhere in there. No concept of time over here? No, no. He was on. We talked about rare genetics. Yeah. Which we can talk about him in a second, too, because I want to get some some boa stuff about that but anyways um so cory martin our buddy cory said i will absolutely absolutely be using it for figuring out which animals to hold back in key projects uh for sales animals a lot will depend on price points and turnaround time for results price was kind of a thing that popped up a couple times here Uh, ashley howdy who was in the chat there said if the pairing is known no genetic testing needed if i produce ball pythons with known genetics yes i would test my 66 percent and 50 percent uh pos heads if it was available but nobody tests for crested geckos, which is what Ashley te- breeds is crested geckos. But I'm sure it will happen at some point, maybe. Now that you can buy crested geckos for $35,000, someone may want to be able to test that stuff. Yeah. Those, uh, oh, what were they? The lily white, exanthic lily whites were like thirty-five grand at in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like a lot for a little lizard. Jesus. That. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, that that was insane. Cool. Uh see daniel cruz says it depends on the species uh and depends on the head i asked what would make you do it and uh said the potential price of the animal would be uh sufficiently uh, 
sufficiently impacted by a potential het. Um, that was kind of the thing. If, if the het was worth much more, you know, obviously, uh, it's really not going to count if like, oh, it's het call albino. Yeah, it's probably not worth testing for that because you're not going to, it's probably going to 50 bucks for a test. And by the time you do that, it's just not worth it. But some things, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Brandon P said, I'd love to use the service for sexing babies as well as for hets. Within reason, the cost could be added to the animal, which easily be done uh, since we make up we make up cost all the time anyways. <laughs> Sorry. What? Sam is killing me tonight on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to read that out loud. That's going to stay in the chat. If you're in the chat, you can see that. I'm not telling, touching that one. Anyways. Animals might be a little more expensive. I don't want you to touch it either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon said animals might be a little more expensive, but they could come with paperwork. I think it's worth it 100%. And then Warren Booth commented, totally depends on the species. We can do that with several already and have developed, but not released it for others yet. And, uh, God, I can't stop coughing. And then, oh, lizard morphs, who's in here earlier, said, I'm not sure. So this was an interesting. He says, I'm not sure. Isn't part of mutation breeding the art of it, the thrill of the chase, et cetera, et cetera, really taking all the fun out of it and making it easy for anyone, uh, sign of the times, I guess. I get it, but I don't also want to raise something up for three years. To find out that it was not really a head. Yeah. Depending. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, that would suck. Because that's like, I'm in, currently doing that. And in the back of my head, it really sucks if they're only, <laughs> if they're not het. But I accepted it, even though I'm not a huge possible het fan. Uh, and then Robin, she does tegus. She said, the, uh, if they did tegus, it'd be awesome for trying to figure out which ones were het albino or anery uh, to see if hypotegus is really a thing. A few of the genetics might be found to found to like if that doesn't seem right. Anyways, if blues and black and whites should both be Salvatore. Oh, so for like uh, classification, like the DNA and stuff, mm-hmm. which would be very interesting with a lot of locale stuff, especially boas. There's a lot of locale boas, and we've talked about it before. And I talked with Ben, and for any of the boa people out there, if you have known hets and known locales, please save your sheds and send them to Rare Genetics. Uh, you can go on their website. They'll tell you how to package them up. Send them to them. They need all of the data they can get for known uh, hets, known visuals, and locales. So they can get a ton of that in there. Uh, and so they can eventually have boa testing. Because ball pythons, they get tons of ball python stuff. And that's really driving it. But they don't have a lot of the other things. And I don't like ball pythons. And I want to know if certain snakes of mine are head albino. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, I kind of want to know too. It's really, really just for me. Not anybody else. But I need everybody else to help me by sending stuff in. And then, uh, where was, oh, there's one more. And then JJ Cannon said, I think it's a matter of funds. The price of the genetic testing can be costly. By the time you pay out the money for the test, you'd be better off labeling it as possible head. Unless you're talking about a higher end snake, all depends on the other genes to go with it. I wouldn't want to put a pastel head clown through genetic testing because you would have $50 in testing, sell it for 150 bucks. It's really not worth it. Rather sell it for 125 as a possible head and make all that money. So I get that. Um, but so now, now to my point of view, I I like it, especially like Corey said for holdbacks. Yeah. Um, it would again, it would suck to go. This thing's beautiful. I'm gonna hold it back for for a boa three or four years because we're not the ball python people. We're not gonna make a female breed in a year and a half. Um, it takes three years. Not according to Facebook. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> if, if if you really hate your snake, you can shove enough rats into it and it'll be ready in a year and a half. Yeah, no, not doing that. But uh, for a healthy snake like a boa. Four years, really, especially like the doom rolls, like five years on some of the yeah, guys. Yeah, it's four to five years on the yeah. doom rolls. 
uh, it would be nice to, I mean, not that you know Doom Rolls genetic testing, but for the BOAs to know ahead of time. Um, and I know a lot of people will, will look at it as well. What does it matter if you like the snake? It still matters. I mean, if, if I'm trying to make a certain color, and that's what I like about the certain things, and I want to be able to do that. And if I can make sure I'm going to do it in four years and not have to restart again four years, it would save me time. So, Liz, what is your idea on the whole genetic testing? Yeah, yeah. So, I totally agree. I think that genetic testing, especially for HETs, would help us to kind of cut to the chase on some of our projects um, and less waste as well. Because, um, yeah. you know, people are keeping smaller collections. You don't want to sit on a thousand babies trying to, you know, run several of them to get one thing. You can, you know, make sure that you're holding back your actual hits. Um, so I think that would be a great thing as a boa breeder, really, I think, and I know people probably run into this with other species too, but for boas, I'd love to weed out jungles. So I don't want the risk of making a super jungle. Um, I get that. and I'm kind of running into that this year. I have one that jungle was in the mix and I'm just like, is it a jungle? Is it not? You know, it's hard to tell, especially in combination. So I think that would be a really great use. Uh, I think, uh, weeding out, um, other albino strains they're hiding in things. So, I mean, uh, like I've had friends and I saw a couple litters last year where there was surprise albinos, you know, and nobody knows what strain they are. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be really great to do that. So if I'm just trying to make VPIs, I can go ahead and just run a test them and say, Hey, I'm not going to get calls from this. Um, so I think there would be a lot of different uses. Um, I'm like you, like I've been saving sheds for a while, trying to talk to people, get them interested in this because I think it's going to take the whole community coming together, sending sheds, um, helping uh, to fund this on the GoFundMe and just showing a lot of interest to get this done. Um, and I think some people may be a little resistant because it will kind of change the game. It will change the price point of some boas. So it's, I mean, if you have someone testing, it's going to lower the price on the ones that aren't obviously het. But uh, at the same time, if you can guarantee you do have a het, I mean, you can make up some of the price on those that are. So, well, And the folks that, uh, one thing that won't cause people to lose money on non-hets is if they would just breed good looking snakes to good looking snakes. Mm -hmm. People will pay extra money for a good looking normal yep. over a garbage yeah. normal. Like it's just quality and, and people can go, well, they're not all garbage. You I love all of them. That that's fine. But I, there's certain things people like in certain snakes. I like super clean snakes and I'm tired of watching people because they have a boa that they got off Craigslist, just breeding it because they have it. And it's just a normal, do a normal. And one thing I talk about cutting down waste, it will stop someone from producing a litter, trying to test out if something is a het, and then producing yeah. a bunch of babies to throw out there that they really don't want. And they're just going to get sold and thrown into the hobby. And then it gets lost down the line because originally this person was like, well, yeah, one parent was possible this. And then by the third time someone else owns that snake, this thing is het, whatever. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't know that. Stop that. Stop yeah. screwing people over by selling them a known het when you don't know anything. So being able to pass along some paperwork with it and go, look, here's the genetic testing for this snake would be nice. So for I, sure. Yeah. I would like to be able to do it. I, I would like to be able to know for sure. Um, and I think, I think again, it will change the hobby, but a lot of things have changed. Like I've said before, I think morph market has changed a lot of the pricing in the sure. hobby. Uh, you no longer, see things jumping around price-wise when you go to a show everybody's pretty familiar we talk about the last of Bashan. you hear it shows all the time people go how much is that well let's check morph market and then everybody checks morph market to see what the going rate is and it keeps people from price gouging and people dropping stuff sometimes yeah. so yeah but yeah everyone send your boa sheds to rare genetics please i'm begging you 
Yes. All, all of them to them. Just flood Ben with snake sheds. I, uh. You, you what? My, my, He's lost. Since they did <laughs> this. Uh, since Just think about those fish cocks. I know, right? <laughs> since, since Meta did that big update like two weeks ago, the Meta business at suite is fucking horrible. Every time I try to open our, our group page, our, uh, our, for the podcast, yeah. it's always like, "Do you want to check the updates?" I'm like, no, no, just let me go to my page. Right. I didn't want to do it, it the last time. I did it. I was somehow wondering. I have an away message turned on until five eighteen tomorrow morning. Till five eighteen. That is a weird time to. <laughs> How the hell? I'll happen? be back at five eighteen, guys. Yeah. I, <laughs> you got. I, Don't you dare reach out to me at five seventeen, motherfuckers. Anyway, what I was going to say uh, before I saw that dumb shit was, um, I like the fact that it will. Uh, keep some of the less scrupulous folks yes from honest being able to sell hits that aren't yes because we all know it happens all the time all the time yeah and uh you're gonna get it i, I think it will get to the point not next year it, it'll be a little while where you're not gonna be able to sell a hit unless it's and and you know what these tests as- uh, uh, you might be able to sell a cheap hit some of yeah. the higher end hits, it's going to be like, do you have, you know, a rare genetics test? And they'd be like, nope. Man. All these tests will become cheaper over time. Sure. The more people, more people do mm-hmm. them, they'll become cheaper. And again, you just fold it into the price of the snake, you know? Yeah. And and on some of them, if it's not one you want to test, but if a customer goes, I really want to buy this, I know it's this possible hit. If I send you the money to test it, will you do it? Then, yeah, that's, that's another thing you could do. You could always go, yeah, I will send this off to have it tested if you pay for it. Yeah. And so that's also a yeah. great, great idea, too. So. I, I think it's cool. I think it's it's very interesting to see what we're able to do now in the hobby. Sexing is weird. There are some things where I see sexing is useful, but for like boas, we can just palpate our shit and go, eh, it's a boy, it's a girl. We're good. But wouldn't it be great to be able to sex a bread foot as a baby? Or But see, uh, the problem is with turtles and tortoises is their sex chromosomes. Oh, I remember Ben telling us that you can't sex right, them yeah. and lizards because of their sex chromosomes. And so you couldn't get them sex with one of the issues, but it does work for something like uh, blue tongue skinks. Maybe couldn't do them either because no. the lizard. Them. But like green uh, green trees, which you, which are a pain in the ass to sex for many, you could do that. It makes it a little easier. Uh, oh, my dad asked a question, so I'm now worried about what it says. Let me read it before I say it on on the air. You're good. Don't know. Okay, he says, "How much is testing, and how expensive do you foresee it becoming as it gets more mainstream?" I think it's like fifty bucks a test right now, and on a. 700 to 800 to 900 to 3000 dollars snake that's nothing that's nothing you know yeah. obviously on a normal het albino that that's i'm not going to pay 50 bucks for testing on something i'm probably going to sell for 100 dollars exactly yeah but uh <laughs> and my dad's proud for not talking about cocks in that one question <laughs> way to go no more cock talk but- oh no he's going to keep it up and i'm just going to keep dying over here in the court <laughs> Just don't encourage him. Everyone just go look up Cox online. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, I know you, we talked before we got on here about uh, testing for viruses and stuff like that. So I'll let you have the floor on this one. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I've mostly done testing, obviously on BOAs, mostly for arenavirus and Mito. Um, and it's been quite a journey. So I guess I'll just kind of sum it up um, in what I've learned because I really just try to give people information and let them make their own choices because it is still such a controversial topic. Yeah. Um, but basically, I bought a snake that was sick 
bought it from Kevin South, I think a couple of years ago, um, came in full grown female, bad respiratory infection. And everybody was like, you got to test that snake. You know, it might be arena, it might be natto, what have you. Um, so ended up testing her about like four times, you know, blood draws, swabs, panels through the vet, through RAL, through UF, all that jazz. Came back negative for everything, thankfully. Um, it was just a bacterial infection, but it got me testing basically and wanting to know more about these diseases. Um, so I tested my whole collection for arena and it was very small at the time. Uh, I think I had, uh, something like 25% comeback positive. Um, and so, uh, I basically just kept testing. I test intakes. Um, so test them once on intake, test my breeders uh, about once a year or when I'm getting ready to breed them. And so far I've had about a 22% positive rate. I've tested, I've tested probably around 40 snakes now. Um, so, and I did kind of look back through some studies too, and the positive rate in boas is actually a lot higher than that. Cause I've started buying from people who test. So I know their stuff is clean when it comes in, you know, and I always just double check, but, um, for, for buying from clean collections, that's still a pretty high positive rate. Um, so there was one test that tested, I think 50 something boas and had a, like a 45% positive rate. Um, and the thing that they're finding in these tests and when they've actually um, inoculated these snakes with the viral DNA and actually given the marina virus is that they tend to have it for years without being symptomatic. Yeah. So the pythons that they've studied um, and actually uh, infected with arena virus tend to die pretty quickly. So they have neuro symptoms within months in most of these studies. Um, and are usually euthanized, but the boas go for years without it. Um, so I've heard a whole lot from people when I go to ask for a test, when I buy something, I hear, oh, it can't, you know, my collection's fine. My snakes are healthy. I can't possibly have it. And they're shocked when it comes back positive. Um, and I, I feel badly because it's, it's been a very just kind of difficult conversation to have with a lot of people to say, hey, you know, your snakes aren't fine. They've got this disease. It's just not something you can see. You know, it's very taboo. It's very personal for people. It, it leads to a lot of awkwardness, um, but it's something we de definitely have to talk about. And that's what I'm trying to do in the community. And I'm part of a discord group for reptile health. It's really trying to start conversations about it and just make it less taboo to talk about because it's in our collections. If you think you don't have it, if you have a collection of any size, you've got some type of, be it arena, nido, you've got something in there um, and you're not going to know unless you test. So, I mean, that's basically my two cents on it. And yeah. I, yeah. Well, Jason Milorovich asked, is arena IBD? And that, yeah, that's, and that's, that's IBD yeah. is an arena virus. Yeah. Um, it is. It's, it's causative. So they can have arena virus without having what we call clinical IBD. So without having inclusion bodies, but most of the snakes that do have arena virus eventually develop IBD. So IBD, when it starts to cause symptoms, can cause a lot of respiratory issues. It can cause um, neurological issues, which is usually what you see kind of at the end stage where they're they're really far along in the disease. So a lot of times it's just little, little respiratory symptoms or uh, regurge, uh, weight loss, lethargy, something like that, where it's attributed to other things. People don't think it's arena virus or IBD because it's not the quote unquote, you know, corkscrewing or stargazing that they expect to see. Uh, so I think a lot of it's just mislabeled. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm positive. Not say positive. I'm very, po I'm pretty positive. I think so. Anyways, that when I lost all my bows about 15 years ago, it was probably some form of that. Was, I mean, cause a lot of the symptoms were very similar, but I wasn't testing. And I, no one was really, we knew it existed, but no one was really talking about testing it 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I know like 
you can get a lot of this. Where, where have you, I know you can get like fish head diagnostics does a lot of these testings. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gone through them for some of this or? I haven't. And, you know, I don't know that they do arena. I do know that they NIDO. They do NIDO. I know. Tests. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks pretty affordable. It's something like $73 for a test, but I believe it includes the shipping label. Um, I usually use uh, Research Associates Lab, RAL, which is pretty affordable. Um, so it's about $25 a test there. And then they have a package that tests for arena, NIDO, and I believe uh, Ophidian paramyxovirus, if I'm saying that right. Um, and then I think he's added... I believe he's added sunshine to that or a fourth virus, but it's basically about $60. So you can pull a whole panel um, at once and send the swab in um, and shipping can get like a little pricey for overnight. But, um, but that's usually the way that I go. Now I've used university of Florida. Um, It's a lot more expensive. It's something like $130 a test. So to me, it really, and I've compared head to head uh, results from those two labs um, on probably about 10, 15 snakes. I've never had any results that were different. But I have heard that they have been. So I would just say, kind of do your research, ask around. Um, RAL has been pretty uh, pretty steady for me. Yeah. And so, like, I know with NIDO, um, it can hang out in your snakes forever. And the snake could never show mm-hmm. anything um, and still carry it. And that's a lot of these. You know, it's a lot like uh, like the flu or, like, with COVID. Like, so, like, I've had COVID twice, but I had no symptoms for COVID. So I carried yeah. it no symptoms. I've never had the flu, but who's to say I've never had the flu virus in me. I just have never suffered from the flu. So it's a lot like that when you talk about NIDOs. Uh, and even when you test them, that's another problem. I've, I've listened to uh, Pia uh, Bartolini, which talks about testing for NIDO. Even sometimes when you test them, if they're not shedding viruses at that time, it will still come back as a false negative. Um, yeah. Even though yeah, they are exactly. a positive animal. Um, so it, it does get tricky, but... That's definitely mm-hmm. something that's been in the hobby for a long time. And I think one reason you see it in a lot of collections now and you don't see people like my animals are healthy, but yet they may still carry it is a lot of the ones that die from it have, have died. Like they're, they're, there's probably a stronger uh, group of boas now in the hobby than before. We've killed all the weaker ones. And then you talk about like the pythons get it and they die pretty quick. I would mm-hmm. imagine uh, it probably started in boas and, and a lot of viruses that start in a group, that group is going to be much more resistant to it. Then when you introduce it to something that has never seen it before and they suffer from yeah. it pretty quickly, um, you know, IBD, if you're a boa person, it's, uh, that was like the scariest thing. in in the early two thousands and nineties, cause everybody, every time, every time someone's boa would look up and they're like, Oh my God, it's stargazing. I'm like, no, sometimes <laughs> they just do that shit. They're just dumb snakes. Like I'll go downstairs all the time. I've got a snow boa in my closet in quarantine, just there until I get the cages moved to my snake room. But I'll walk in there and she's just staring up the top of the cage. I'm like, no, she's fine. It's just, just boa stuff. They sometimes they just look up. Yeah, I, I was say, all of mine do. Yeah, they do that. But people will freak out. I'm like, is it looking up or is it looking up and falling over? There's a difference between yeah, the not falling between over, the two. Up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, testing. I I I I would. I'm. I want to do it. I'm. I'm very afraid. I think I'm like most people. I'm very afraid because what if it does come back? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you spent 10, 20 years working on a collection. What and, do you do? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you've got animals that are, and, and look, we can, we can say that, uh, we're not in it for the money and we're not, I'm not in it for the money, but there was money spent on animals. Right. And so I'd like to make some money back so I can buy rats to feed those animals. And what do you do when a $3,000, $4,000 snake tests positive? Cause you can't be like, ah, I'm going to breed it anyways. Cause then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not smart either. So. It's just tricky. Yeah, sometimes it's easier not to know. It's 
And that's the tricky part of it. Cause I, I've been there. I've had so many kind of back and forth with myself about, do I want to continue testing? Do I not? What happens when one of mine, you know, flips status and I've had them for five years and they're suddenly positive. What do you do? Are you going to put it down? Um, so that's, that's a question I feel like is personal and it's different for every single person. Um, and I feel like there is a, a big loud sect of the hobby that is very much like, you know, anything positive needs to be euthanized, period. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard. It, it does make it very hard to talk about um, and to make decisions that are contrary to that because it's it's almost like the boa police you know uh, and i've had problems with that recently because i did I try to rehome one that was positive um with full disclosure of status um on facebook so i was like hey this is a positive snake i don't want to put it down i don't really know what to do with it uh it, it would be great if it could go into a pet only home yeah. um and and got absolutely lambasted for it um and so it, it's kind of difficult to even have that conversation of can these boas exist in positive collections or can they be kept by people you know away from their main collection is that something that we're going to allow as a hobby um, so there are a lot of just question marks and things that I think people need to be open to discussing. Well, and that's, you know, I don't see a problem. If it's going to someone, it's their one snake in the house. I don't see a problem. Cause again, with a lot of these, uh, viruses, a snake can live a complete life and carry the virus. Yeah. And if it's the only snake in the house, you don't have to worry about passing on to another snake. And that's when the issue is. And Jason Miloradovich, you've talked about. Uh, he remembers when some people used to keep a python in their boa room, kind of like the canary in the coal mine. So if the python died, you're like, oh, shit, the boas must have something that caught it from the boas, <laughs> um, which I guess is one way. Just kind of – I guess just use ball pythons, guys. Just use ball pythons. Because, <laughs> use that $50 normal. Yeah, there you go. That's, we've just found oh, a use, we found a use for the $50 normal. If you own boas, go buy you a $50 normal ball python and keep it right next to them. <laughs> and the moment it dies, get them all tested. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it's – it's a tricky thing. And we've talked about before, but a lot of people aren't willing to talk about negatives. And it's really funny because there are some big name breeders that we all know there are negative things that have come from their collection and they will mm -hmm. never fucking admit it, even though there's about a, a mile long list of people with complaints about negatives, uh, yeah. like someone in Oklahoma. But, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they'll never admit any negative whatsoever. I'm like, shit happens, dude. It happens. So, uh, Douglas Ray White said ball pythons <laughs> used as a test kit. See, I have found a use that I can agree with for ball pythons now. They're a great NIDO test kit. Just take it in, rub it along your boa a little bit, and, and then set it off to the side. And if it dies, your boa's sick. <laughs> I don't, I don't see where that could go wrong. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not. I've talked about it before. I lost all my boas before. I've talked about gotten mites before because shit happens in people's collections. And if anyone wants oh, yeah. to tell you they've owned for a long period of time and never have had any issues, they either a have ignored them or b they're lying to you. Um, and we talked about before we got on here. Once you own a large enough collection, animals die. Like yep. a lot of people won't talk about animals dying in their collection, but sometimes they 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 just die. It was whether it's disease or old age or cancer, it happens. Yep. But it's funny how many people won't talk about stuff dying in their collection because they're so afraid of what the rest of the people will think and will, will never buy from, buy from me again. I If someone's up front to me and I understand it and they're not everything's not dying because they're just a shit owner and everything's just getting sick because it's just sitting in filth, then I'm, I'm still buy from them. I'm not, I'm not going to buy a Nido positive animal and put it in my collection, but yeah. I will still buy from them. So, I don't know. I think people get too uh, too scared in this hobby because it's very oh, – yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, things yeah. just happen. You can't, there's well, like, no telling why it, like, okay, I had a het sunset male pass away this year. But ball python. Ball python. Yeah. I have no clue what happened to it. It was perfectly fine when I checked on it the day before. The next day, it was gone. It ate fine. It pottied fine. Never had any problems. It pottied so, fine. Potty you can fine. say shitted. It shitted it's fine. Shat- <laughs> it shattered sh- no. fine. Like, it seemed perfectly normal like nothing was wrong with it and no clue what happened but it did and it sucks there, there was a young lady in one of the corn snake groups today that posted a big thing about how horrible the person she bought the corn snake was from was because the corn snake died and people are like all right well how long did you have it nine months and yeah. it started oh, death. it's like uh that's that's your fault that's your fault yeah, yeah right, so i'm not gonna say sure. names but we have a friend that had a customer complain about a retake and I've seen the messages. They sold the retic to them a year ago. Mm-hmm. After they got the retic baby, they were very happy. They talked about how beautiful it was. Saw pictures. It was wonderful. She you, posted pictures throughout the year on how Facebook. Awesome, their snake. Great was. body tone. Looked wonderful. And then sends a message about how they've ignored their table when they see them at shows now because the snake doesn't eat and they've had to force feed it and that it's not doing great. And I'm like, you've had it for a year now and you've never reached out and said, hey, the snake's not eating. Right. Uh, every picture I've seen up to this point has looked great. So. It makes me think you fucked up some. That's not. And if you're telling me a retic's not eaten, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna call you a fucking liar probably. Exactly. So that 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 one got me too. I'm like, don't because because <clears throat> what got me was that person said they've told other people not to buy from from this person who I I trust every animal I've ever gotten from this person. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we both we both have several. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a fan when people try to ruin someone's business without any actual proof. Now again, if I go back to the guy in Oklahoma, there's Taylor. tons of proof, but. <laughs> yeah, there's a little gnat nat- around here. That's what happens when you have like co- cocoa bedding everywhere. And well, I have a catchy upstairs and downstairs, so I'm, I'm right I gotta buy more pads for my catchy so I can catch more of these damn little gnats. It's my tortoise tables. That's what it is. The tortoises. I, like, I might have a spare one at home if you need one, like right now. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just gonna start running around catching no, them. We don't have a spare one. <laughs> we have gnats in our house right now. We have a bunch of people coming over this weekend. So. I know, but Oof. I ordered replacements and we got another catchy too. Okay. So. But, uh, so yeah, I, I don't like... Oh, you're talking about just pads. The pads. Pads, yeah. not the cats. I don't like people trying to spread false information about people having bad collections uh, without any proof, because that happens too in our hobby, and that one drives me nuts as well. Um, I think our hobby has gotten better in many aspects, but there's still a lot of... I guess it's it's the nature of online. Everybody wants to have a voice, and if one little small thing happens, it wasn't their fault. It's It's never my fault that my stuff got sick or died. It's got to be somebody else's fault, even though if I've owned the animal for five years. It's got to be whoever I bought it from. They knew it was going to die in five years, so they sold it to me. Yep. That's what people do these days. Yep. And so I think uh, with some of this testing, they can clarify a lot. Of, like, if you get your collection tested and not a single one of them pops positive for something, and someone goes, I got Nido from your collection, probably not. Like, Everything in my collection has been tested, and it's not – None of them pop positive, so it must have happened in your collection, not my collection. So, but yeah, yeah. And personally, I feel it's on us to test things coming into our collections. Yep. Yeah. I don't really think you can police the whole cult, the whole hobby, um, and say, "Oh, you've got to test all of the stuff that you're selling to me." I really think it's on people to test when it comes in. Now, I know a lot of people do stealth testing. Um, I think I've done it a couple times myself, but most of the people that I've talked to, I'm, I'm talking nine out of 10 sellers are open to doing a pre-purchase test with 
a refund guarantee. So there's really no reason not to have that conversation with them if it's something that you're worried about. But if you come to someone months, years after the fact, and your snake has died of some disease that you could have tested for, is it is it even on the seller? Even if they you know know that it's in their collection, it, it's really on us to be the gatekeepers of our collections too. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. You. You can't, but like I said, I've seen, I've seen it happen because our buddy sells a lot of, a lot of reptiles in a year and I've seen small amounts of people that will keep it for a while and then come back and, and, and complain when it dies. They, they don't ever contact them while it's sick or not eating. Well, I let me put sick in air quotes because they assume it was sick when they bought it, which also gets me because that person's argument was when they bought it, it was sick. I'm like, well, why, why'd you buy it? If you thought it was sick when you bought it. But anyways, um, with Jason Milarovich, you're kind of taking someone at their word, though, if they say they've tested and nothing was positive in their collection. Yeah, but in this, it, it, that's how it's always been, Jason. This like, this whole hobby revolves around someone's word. Uh, that's why I talk about like it's very easy to ruin your name in this hobby. Uh, it's very hard to get it back, and unless you're some of the big people, then you're allowed to ruin it and mm-hmm. still keep your <laughs> name. Get on posts talking about you and argue people and tell them they're stupid. You know, I saw a little bit of that this weekend. Post, post pictures of your fat ass snake, and then people call it fat and go, "It's not obese or fat." Mm, we can yeah. all see the picture. <laughs> the, the way I do things, that could never happen. I, I could never have fat snakes. I'm like, well, <laughs> the one around your neck is. Yeah. Like that one. Anyway, well, let's move on. Anyways, so <laughs> testing. Yes, uh, we're moving forward with all that, and it's going to be great. I think it's really going to change the hobby, and I'm looking forward to it a lot. So. I had something else I want to talk about. I can't remember. I'm trying to hold on. Wait a minute. Liz, I, you'll see me yawn a few times. It's not because you're boring. I'm just freaking exhausted. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was just assuming. <laughs> no, no. He just yawns all the time. I don't care how interested it is by this time of night. I'm done. Oh, some days. <laughs> I don't blame you. I got an email today and I thought it was very interesting because uh, today was our first, uh, I'm going to say fall day, but it wasn't, it was 90 degrees by the time the day ended. Uh, <laughs> I get it was 66. So like when we woke up and it felt wonderful, but so Critchlow Alligator Sanctuary, which we had them on there before, I got an email. It's five days until they close for the season. Yeah. Because they're up in Michigan. I'm like, fuck y'all. It's still yeah. going to be 90 <laughs> degrees for the next like three months. It's fall in the south. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm like, so only five days left until they close. And then one cool thing is, so if you're up near them in, in, uh, in Michigan, if you want to carry alligators in for the winter, mark your calendar for Saturday, October 8th from 11 to 4. You can go help them carry alligators in. I mean, granted, it's in Michigan, and I'm not going to Michigan. But you could, if you're in Michigan, help them carry alligators in for the winter. I'm like, I don't know what winter is. My kids at school today were like, what do you think about it getting cold? I was like, it's going to be 90 degrees when you go home. It's not cold. Stop it. This is false fall. It's not real fall. This is where, like, you're like oh, fall's here, and then next week it's 100 degrees. You're like, oh, no, that, that wasn't fall. It lied. I mean the first day of fall broke a record of a high this year. So yeah, <laughs> which makes certain people that have to like, so we're talking about breeding snakes and stuff when you have to put them through their seasons and all that and drop them down. And for it makes it near impossible down here. Yeah, I've talked about before. People are like, uh, cause I've got the brettles. I was like, yeah, I'm probably never going to breed brettles. Cause then you got to find some way to cool them down. Like, we'll just put them in a box in your garage. They will die. They will, they will overheat. <laughs> they will overheat in December in a box in my garage. That does not work unless you're somewhere where it actually gets cold. So it, it's really got to, when you're cycling stuff, this crazy weather has really got to be a pain in the ass yeah. to some people. Hey, babe, I think Jason oh, for sure. is trying to start something with you. He's calling you old. I've been too old for like <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I felt old when I turned 30. I'm glad I don't feel old. Hey, yeah. I, I didn't need to say that yesterday was Rachel's 40th birthday. I was going to tell you happy birthday today when I saw you. I forgot oh. to tell you. What. Oh, happy <laughs> birthday. Thank yeah. you. 
She looks. She's definitely aged better than I have. Ooh, <laughs> I don't feel forty. So. You do not look forty. Thank I've, you. I, forgot, I have a whole list of things. <laughs> I have also a daughter that's about. about to. She be gets 20. ID'd everywhere we go if she orders a drink. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. It's a baby face. And then she acts like she's fake mad for a second. Like, oh, I can't believe it. It is slightly annoying to have to dig your idea out when you're like, I am 40. I have a child that is about to be 20 years old. You sound like the head head coach of uh, Oklahoma State. Was it like 10, 15 years ago? I don't know. They were going going off about what it was after they lost to Troy because I was at that game. Uh, Thank you, Randy and Doug. They were going off on him. He's like, I'm 40. I'm a man. That whole argument. You don't remember that? When the coach of Oklahoma State lost his shit and he was like, I'm 40. So every time I see him now, I'm like, I know he's not 40 now. He's like 50-something, but right. like, I'm 40 is all I can hear. Uh, Lizard Morphs. Oh, yay. I have a girl dropping eggs for me right now. Well, that sounds dirty. <laughs> uh, the sweet sounds of your voices in the lizard room have done the trick. Yep, that's what it is. Huh? Yes. I, I help lizards yeah. have babies. I don't think it, you think it was me. I'm the only difference this week on the thing. Sorry. No, it was me. <laughs> yeah, where are your people? They're, they're at Kid Girl stuff. Scout stuff. Uh, Said it at the very beginning. I wasn't listening, yeah, I obviously. Uh, so some other things uh, we mentioned earlier. Uh, well, we were thank talking. you, Jason. Happy belated birthday. Shush. It's not your birthday anymore. Bite me. Shop. Jason's older than me. Uh, so if I'm old, he's real old. <laughs> frontline spray. So we talked about earlier and talking about mites. They're, so I've heard they're discontinuing frontline spray. So anybody that uses frontline spray for your mites. You better go buy the shit out of it. You better buy it anywhere mm-hmm. you get it. What does it, does it, does it have a shelf life? I think it doesn't actually. It I no. was looking into that. Yeah, that stuff lasts so literally forever. The the rumor I heard the reason for the discontinue is that it is being found to be less effective. So what worries me now <laughs> is that they're going to change the formula, right? Because they're not they're not going to quit forever. They're probably going to change it. And now do we have to worry? Is it now safe for reptiles again when it comes back? So that that's my always been my fear with uh, everybody using hand sanitizer. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. You know, things become more immune to it and then only the strong mm-hmm. stuff survives. And then mm-hmm. that's why I tell my students all the time, the ones that carry the hand sanitizer around on a keychain and use it all day long. I'm like, stop that. Yeah. All right. Wash your hands when you go to the bathroom and touch nasty stuff, but stop using it every like it's not hand lotion. Right. Stop it. It is not. Yeah. There's you're just making bacteria happier over time. Sounds like Frontline did the same thing. The the fleas and mites and stuff are getting to where they're like, Oh, well, yeah, you killed all the ones that it'll kill, but the ones yeah. that have survived like our rats, you know, our first fun. year in the in the garage, a lot of them died. The second summer, not so many died. The yeah. third summer, hardly any at all. I was like, I done really good this summer. You bred out the ones that can't handle the heat. I mean, they had they don't have as many babies. They don't have any or babies. At yeah. babies at all for like two or three months, but that's okay. But still, they not. But did you die? They did not die. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there uh, are babies right now, though. So for those that are afraid they're not going to get frontline, you can always go with the NYX solution, which I use, which is a gallon of water to one bottle, of, like two and a half ounce bottle of NYX. Shake it up, put it in a spray bottle, and that stuff works great, too. Um, you can also do what I've done, and I, I went ahead and got those. No, you need to do too, the no pest strips. I've cut a bunch of no pest yes. strips, and they're on every shelf of my rack, and they're all over my snake room, which is why all of my isopods now live in this closet in this room because yeah, they would have died with all these. out in two weeks. Yeah, the no pest strips are great because um, mites scare the living crap out of me now. Oh, that was horrible. I don't ever want them again. Me either. Those mites cost us a whole year of production. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a lot, quite a bit to get rid of them. It was because I thought they would be gone and then they were found them across the room. Well, mine went through the stress oh, wow. of moving and then also had the stress of having to treat for mites while the stress of moving. Yep. So are you That's okay? Out too, they just hit his 15th leadoff homer. Fuck the, the Astros. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, one thing. So on Reptile Fight Club, this kind of talks about uh, kind of like morphs and stuff we talked about. They, they did an argument on are morphs for rare species bad. I thought it was a very interesting argument. Uh, a lot of them were, I don't say that anti-morph, but a lot of them on there are very uh, love the natural history of certain species. And so love the natural form of certain species. And they thought that the idea of some of them thought the idea of a morph coming in ruins that species for people because they uh, become morph hungry on that species. But I think it, for anything, look at ball pythons. It's really helped them. No one gave a shit about a regular ball python and people could say they did, but as a whole, the hobby did not give two turds about a regular ball python, but you make it albino or you make it white with some spots. Yep. And now that snake is all over the place. So I think, in this hobby, the morphs have a spot. I think if you like naturalistic stuff, like I love my rubber boas and I love the way they look as a natural rubber boas. I love my Louisiana pine snakes and the way they look. But then I also love all my morphs and my boas. It doesn't mean I don't like the way a normal boa looks, but I have a certain idea of what I want to try and produce out of a boa. And so I like morphs. So I think, I think they're good. Even in rare species, I think they're good. Um, they talked about, you know, what if there was a morph in like Boland's pythons, but this fucker's like $15,000 for a normal. Could you imagine if there was an albino one? <laughs> Rachel and I were at Half Price Books on Sunday, and uh, she found a Python in the boa book. That's uh, the, the Marco Shea book. Oh, yeah. And uh, she was looking through it, and she goes, Ooh, what is that? The Bolins. I want, I'm like, she's like, oh, it's a Bolins Python. I, I wonder like, I want oh, it. Oh, it's so a Bolins. No wonder I wanted it. You have 15 grand laying around? I, I know a guy that can get you one. I wished. Yeah. I'm sure Blake could probably find you one. I'm sure he could. <laughs> so... I'm I'm a morph person though. I enjoy morphs, but again, I think it's I think you can enjoy one and still be okay with the other side of the hobby still being there. Yeah. Um, again, we've become a very divisive hobby. Uh, Douglas Ray White said, "What do y'all think about hybrids?" I don't know. I think in my in my span of keeping reptiles, my mind has changed on hybrids. When I was younger, I was like, "No, pure," but then I'm like. The fuck does it matter? It doesn't matter. We're we're just breeding, you know. We, you hear on a lot of other podcasts. We're just breeding snakes in boxes. That's all we're doing. If if putting two things together makes a snake that you think is really pretty and it's healthy and it works and it's fine, fucking do it. Good right. Do what makes you happy. What is your thought on hybrids, Liz? Um, I, they're interesting. The only kind of downside that I would see to that, and I think this is where a lot of the purists with like boa localities were coming from too, is that they don't want things mislabeled. Um, I get because that. I know a lot of the like quote unquote pure boas um, localities are, are actually mixes that are mislabeled. So it's, they're really not as pure as people think. So I think that's where a lot of them are coming from. But I agree with you. I think that, I mean, just because you like localities doesn't mean morphs can't exist for the people who like them, you know, and hybrids, same thing. You know, as long as you're pretty upfront about what you've bred, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. And, and, and you've got to know in general, in general, buying something second, third or fourth hand, it's probably not exactly, depending on who you get it from. You got to trust who you get it from. So it's, it's, that's tricky yeah. in general. If you're not getting it straight from who got it, you're already playing the telephone game. Right. It's probably not what it originally was labeled as. And it just happens. Uh, so lizard morphs talks about hybridization for mutations go nuts, but for normals, not. I agree. So they've got in uh, in Australia, I've seen it was, I guess, albinos. It was Darwin pythons mixed with brettles. So you got albino brettles, which look fucking amazing. And yes, they're not 100 percent brettles because they didn't have an albino originally, but it's an amazing looking snake. And if you sell it as what it is, it's an awesome snake to own as a pet. Go for it. Or like some of the stuff that people do with king snakes, 
uh, and like some of the milk snakes and breeding them together, go for it. That's some really cool looking stuff there. I don't, I mean, some things I think are dumb. Like I don't understand mixing a, a Woma Python with a ball Python. I don't get it, but they do it and call them walls. Do they really? I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a thing. I mean, I've seen yeah. the burn balls and the, there's the bat eaters, the bat eaters. Those are neat. Um, so I mean, again, in this hobby, there's so many different things you can do. Find the thing you enjoy. And if the thing you enjoy is making some weird-ass Frankenstein between two different species, and as long as it comes out healthy and it's fine, go for it. I mean, there's a lot for of sure. there's a lot of things that are the same species when ready to like some of the more. So like talk about the jungles. You know, I, mm-hmm. I for I face that too. I've got three jungles in my collection. Um, and so all future breeding plans have to be planned out very carefully. Because I, yeah. too, don't want to create sterile. Granted, I could create healthy babies other than being sterile. The, the jungles are fine. But like I said before, I guarantee the best-looking one in the litter will, it's be, gonna be, super jungle. will be a super jungle, and it'll be a male, not a female, and it'll be sterile. Because I think yeah. the females are not sterile, but the males are sterile, from what I understood. Yeah, I think they have. They don't thrive, some of them, too, Yeah. So from what I've seen. You know, we all know that the super motleys, that's a horrible idea. Don't ever do anything that will create a super motley. It's going to die, you know. And I think we've gotten rid of a lot of folks who are like, well, I can breed the whatever out of this. That That's kind of gone. You know, there were a lot of different things. We were like, I can breed the whatever out of certain things. And they tried to do it. And mm-hmm. that's not how genetics works. So, um, but yeah, breed whatever you want. What Jason says. Jason says, I agree with the threat of mislabeling. I've seen plenty of pure hogs that look to me like non Sunset keepers of the hypo hog crosses. If people would keep a better chain or cut chain of custody, it would really help. But I don't see that happening. I agree. Um, I yeah. don't like uh, I don't like sunsets, which is different. That's why I, I yeah. correct because the sunsets are a, a hypo uh, boa and a and a hog island boa bred together, and some of them look cool. But I like hog islands on their own, and I like hypo Colombians on their own, and. Again, that does kind of muddy the waters, though, sometimes when you see that, because there are some really cool looking sunsets. And if someone just sells it as a hypo boa, technically they're not wrong, but it's also not completely true either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that does have an issue. Um, Jason said, super hypo hog cross is a true sunset. Okay. I just, I don't know. It's more uh, the thing with uh crosses is always tricky you know they talked about with like the green trees and that study came out and they found out that all the green trees are actually like different subspecies and everybody's been breeding them together for forever they're all hybrids then they're all of them are hybrids uh, even when they have their uh their designer morphs i'm like that's cute you sound like the fucking poodle people that call it a doodle <laughs> because they make something it's a mutt except it's a mutt it's a cool looking mutt and people will pay a lot of money for a cool looking mutt yeah. but it is a mutt and it's okay no one that's what gets me is people are like get so angry about it i'm like then then don't buy it yeah no one's forcing you to buy that thing and if you're afraid of the threat of things being mislabeled then only buy from someone you know 100 percent is producing what you want there's plenty of people out there you just got to find them you got to find the right circles there's definitely someone out there breeding pure hog islands there's definitely someone out there breeding pure whatever and carpet pythons you just got to find them so yeah anyways that's Small soapbox. Uh, <laughs> but I also on... Oh, so I watched Dave Kaufman's video. He did two videos at Expos lately, and they were both very interesting. One was at that Las Vegas uh, Super Show. And so the Las Vegas Super Show, there was a Sudanese uh, Spurthai tortoise there. And for anybody that doesn't know, Spurthai is obviously get big, like 150 pounds. 
the Sudanese birth thighs get like 200 plus pounds. And this one, I, I wrote down some things about it. Where was it at? It was 340 pounds and 38 inches long. So over three foot long front to back and 340 pounds. I was like, that's a lot of fucking tortoise. Yeah. yeah. A lot of spur thigh. <laughs> like I've been around that with like Aldabras and with Galops and they're big, but they're not nearly as much of an asshole as a spur thigh. So I'm just wondering at 340 pounds, it just can shove through whatever it wants to. Yeah. Yeah. So that was crazy. Hey, uh, we forgot to mention something about one of our sponsors. What, what, what the Herb Shop is having a one-year oh, anniversary sale. That's true. Now through October 2nd, 20% off all animals. Use code HERPS1. 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 One. Herps one. Herps one. <laughs> yeah. You're special. I told you I'm tired. Um, of course, that's in Bryan, Texas. But but you need to go by and see it when they yeah, open up yeah. the new extension. It's going to be. I mean, they've doubled the size of the shop, and they've got a lot of cool close, show yeah. animals. It's going to look cool. It, it's when you go again, it's the store looks nothing like last yeah, time. Yeah, it's you were completely really. different. Like the aisles are the different direction. I got to make a trip over there anyways. I need some uh, some Reptile Chip, and I don't know that it's going to be a while before I get that. And then I need some uh, light bulbs. Yeah. So I need to make my way over. But I, I took some notes on some things from the for the videos with with um, Dave Kaufman. So the Super Show, he did his, his Rattle On Awards. And so I went ahead and uh, jotted some of these down for the snake. Uh, a cave-dwelling rat snake from Borneo. It was yellow and green and black. It was a really cool, quick cave-dwelling snake from Borneo. It was really neat. Uh, for the lizard that won there, it was a Chihua and Crested Gecko cross. So there's a talk about hybrids, but it was solid red, Ew. like bright, bright-ass red. And then there's the Sudanese tortoise, which just was awesome. And then he went to Canada. And here's some interesting things about the Canada one. One, the cost of tortoises. It is illegal to import turtles and tortoises into canada so whatever they have there has to have been there 50 years ago when they made the law all right oh, wow. so russian tortoise how much do you think a russian tortoise costs in the u.s i don't know 150 bucks yeah probably it's probably 150 probably less than that i mean they're, they're cheap yeah. right yeah, like 100, bucks, 100 bucks right yeah. 100 bucks. canada a russian tortoise 650 dollars holy shit holy cow <laughs> leopard tortoise i know how much they are i just bought mine it was uh 150 i think $750 for a leopard tortoise oh my God. in Canada. Is that Canadian dollars or American dollars? That was in American dollars. That was the, well, Canada, but it was, I don't think it was the transfer to American dollars, but it was still crazy uh, because very few people have them because, again, it's whatever the original stock was 50 yeah. years ago. Uh, his lizard that won there was a Tonga Island iguana, which is very similar. It's basically a Fiji banded iguana. Uh, $2,000 for that thing. We can't have Fiji bandits because. Some stupid law, but I want a Fiji banded iguana. This one you would have liked. <laughs> Snake, solid blue rhino rat. Like it was like neon blue, solid blue rhino rat. And it was uh, exanthic, which makes sense because exanthic is a lack yep. of yellow pigment. And so yellow and blue would make green, which is the normal color of a rhino rat. You take away the yellow, you're left with the blue, and you get a blue rhino rat, which was just cool. really, really cool. I was like, that, but that was cool. Looking. It was awesome looking. Um, and then the he gave a best booth award there. They had all these custom made skeletons, like it looked like walking into a like a Halloween store. Yes. But the the family, the guys that the husband and wife that bred the they did hog noses. They made all these like full size, like really detailed Halloween skeletons, and that's how they decorated their whole booth. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was interesting, but then it was also in Canada. So I was like, but that's Canada. <laughs> Fucking Canada. <laughs> so where Canal Side Exotics is? Yes, it is. Yes. See anal side exotics? Yes. See anal side. Anal side exotics is in Canada with all their 
anal side exotics. Cool. <laughs> but uh, so I saw that video. That was very interesting. I, I, was, I, I like watching the videos when he goes to shows and seeing some of the things that I normally don't see at the shows I'll here. I'll look that one up. I want to see that snake. Yeah, that was in Canada. It was, he also put a picture of it, I think, on his Facebook. But it, it's, it's insanely bright blue. I'd never seen one. So go check that out. You might as well see that. Uh, anyways, so more, let's go back to talking about boas. Always. I know. What, uh, <laughs> what are you hoping to produce this year? So are you asking me? Yes. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, okay. Inca combinations. So I'm trying a, a VPI, uh, Celtic meal on an Inca female hypo Inca. So I'm really hoping to make some more VPI Incas in the future. Cause I feel like there aren't a lot of those floating around the hobby. Um, that's a raptors. So I'm looking it up. Inca looks very motley ish, right? From what I'm seeing. It does. Yeah. It's very similar to motley. Um, I think they hold color a little bit better personally and have a little bit of a stronger pattern. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and then I think they don't have the issues with supers as far as I know that motley's have. Um, but I'm not sure if there really is a true super form. I don't think it's really been proven. So is it incomplete or so if you're talking about supers, is it incomplete, I guess, or is it a lime bread or how's that work? Yeah. See, nobody, nobody's proven it. I think for sure. I know people have bred Inca to Inca and people will claim that things are super Inca. Um, but visually they don't look a lot different from Incas if that's the case. So they're kind of hard to pick out. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's a very patterned snake, which is really cool, especially if you mm -hmm. lighten that up with some pastel, like you were talking about having pastel in your stuff. Yeah. Um, getting a lot of that red in that because it's you get some of that black out of there and those all that saddle that's left is going to be really right. pretty when it's red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of the teapaws uh, Incas just are gorgeous. And they do. They're really, really red. So I'm hoping to, to do that with BPI. Um, and speaking of uh, Axanthic, I thought it was interesting. Someone had floated a theory, and I really believe this too, that the black eye anery and carbons might be axanthic versus anery uh, because they don't yellow out the way that the type 1 and type 2s do. Yeah. Uh, so I've always been pretty curious about that. And I know that'd be hard to prove too, but I think with the genetic testing, it might be something we could explore. That's where, that's where we need Dr. Travis Wyman. I tried to get Travis to come on here tonight, but he had he had stuff he had to do. But I was like, you could answer all my genetic stuff. That's right. Like, he, he would know. He'd probably start talking and I'd doze off and wake up half an hour later and he would have explained it all. That's, that's just Travis. You hang on every word he says. Don't lie. I was going to say, that would be a great one. Not anymore. He's just Travis now. I, I may hang on to every word if I could get some of the damn stuff he cooks for his coworkers. I was going to say, can he just start sending us some of the stuff he bakes all know, the time? Man. Oh my God. Did you see he made a, a s'mores, like something the other day? No, I'm, th I'm thinking about that pepper jack bread he posted the other day. Just, Did you see the turd that he made? No, I missed that. <laughs> it was it it was a it was a turd with a smiley face. Like <laughs> Mr. Hanky. Yep, yeah, no, it wasn't like a log. It was uh the traditional like curly in a pile, like not not so. Well, he did it intentionally. Oh, it I, I don't I'm assuming he meant for it to look like a turd. He had to. There's no way that's not something it. that happens accidentally. So sometimes you have an accidental turd if you're not I mean, if you don't get there. Sometimes it's not air. You think it's going to be there air. There is something he made. I need to send him a message for and get the Here recipe. Here it is. Uh, homemade marshmallow fluff on graham cracker coated with chocolate ganache. Oh, yeah. They're poop piles. Yeah. They're, they're piles of poop with smiley faces. Cool. But, I mean, it looks like a tasty pile of poop with smiley faces. And marshmallow. I'm good. You don't like marshmallow? I'm not an overly large fan of marshmallows, no. Well, you're wrong then. That's cool. I like them in my hot chocolate. So wait, do you don't eat s'mores? Rarely, Shut but the you hell know up. they're really good when you use the Reese's peanut butter cups instead of Hershey's. 
S'mores are amazing. Right. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what uh, what's the next thing you're hoping to add to your collection? Oh, that's a good question. I, I really feel like I'm pretty solid right now where I am with everything. Um, I feel like where I started and where I am now has completely changed over the past few years. So I bought a lot of things and got dissatisfied and swapped them out for other things. So I feel pretty pretty good. I'd really like to just add some holdbacks, honestly, and just start producing more of my own stuff. Yes. I uh, the, the one pair right now that are breeding, I produce the male. And so I cannot mm-hmm. wait to get babies from that. It'll be the first babies from something I've produced. I've produced tons of babies over time. Oh, that's awesome. things. It'll be the first ones from something I produce and I cannot wait. Yeah. That's gotta be a good feeling. <laughs> and, and then I can't wait till the fun part of like figuring out which one to keep going mm-hmm. through all of it. Yeah. I guess, I guess yeah. it's better to say which one to sell because I have a feeling it's be hard to tell which one I want to sell. Yeah. And that's when you just sit on them for a while, you know, cause I, I changed my mind a few times about this Raptor litter, but the damn things eat so much is a problem. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes. Oh, I got. I got to look up Raptor now. Some of these. See, these are a lot of the things in boas I know exist, but I don't ever. Uh, they're nothing for, for my collection. I haven't really done. So, what does Raptor do? Um. So it's a in its super form. It looks pretty cool. It's kind of like ink. It's just a really heavy pattern work. I think uh, it it gets really lost a lot of times just in its single gene form. So it's really hard to pick out raptors from some litters from normals so i think that's why a lot of people shy away from it um and i really do think it depends on the quality of the raptor too because i've seen some that are just absolutely phenomenal and then some that are just pretty basic um but i feel like in combinations it really adds a lot of color so it tends to like amp up the black pigment in combos and then all of the the raptor babies that i had uh, some of them in particular have just a ton of orange like it really really like hits that orange uh, especially in the tails so um, I'm hoping to maybe make a VPI Super Raptor at some point. I'm trying to breed more pastel and color into it so that it really pops. Yes, I'm going through some of your stuff now. This this Key West Jungle Raptor. Yeah, VPI. yeah. Yeah, those are those are pretty. Uh, Thank you. The one thing I want to add, and I and I blame, and I talked about earlier, I blame David from Eclectic Reptiles, uh, even though everything he has is VPI because well, he knows Tracy, but. <laughs> Uh, he had the <laughs> labyrinth and I was like, he had that twin striped labyrinth that was at, um, Conroe mm-hmm. and I want that snake. I mean, I don't have six grand to throw down on a snake, but I do want it. I'm not going to get it, but I want it. Yep. That's why I still, I, that's what threw me off was like labyrinth. I know has been around for decades mm-hmm. and it is apparently really holding its price. Cause like the things he had mixed in with it were, uh, Motley, which is fairly cheap, uh, hypo, which is fairly cheap jungle which is fairly cheap and then labyrinth was with it and i'm like and it went from like a 400 snake to a 6500 snake and i was like damn mm-hmm. and i was like and is it worth it though i mean that's did you see that's what? the question i have a lot about these labs so i feel like people are putting them on just like cruddy snakes and just to make a lab litter and i mean you've got a six thousand dollar just like colorless pattern snake if you know it, if it's coming from david it's going to be a good one yeah. yeah, his his stuff. Yes. his was it was these solid twin orange stripes down its back, super oh, clean body. Cool. It was. I mean, I know it exactly was when you're talking amazing because I walked by like several times, just drooled over it. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see that. Oh man, it it's awesome, and of course it's het VPI because again, <laughs> he's friends with Tracy, and all of his stuff is VPI. Does me no good, but it, it was an amazing snake, and it, now I'm like, okay, now I've got to find some way to get labyrinth, but there are no. 
there are no cheap there's no like no cheap way to get I know it sounds bad, but there's no cheap way to get into Labyrinth. I looked on Morph Market, <laughs> and there's not a cheap one in sight. So, yeah, yeah, they're still holding their value. So now I've got to produce all these bows this year and sell them all and buy Labyrinth and add it in. Because <laughs> I, I was looking, I was looking, I was like, man, I've got everything else that this snake has in my collection. I just don't have this one damn gene. Yep. That's why, like I said, originally I was like, oh, I'll just get the one gene. It, uh, Liz, it, if you want to look at any of his stuff, he's eclectic reptile. Um, okay, thank his, you. I his, will take a look at that. He post. Did you see today? He posted five pair of his giant blue beady anoles. Oh, those anoles are amazing. Oh my yes. god, those things! Are, I've never wanted an anole before until we interviewed him in Corpus, and then I walked over there and looked at him and was like, "That's." I was like the little corn kid. I was like, I couldn't imagine a more beautiful thing. Yeah, and his his <laughs> uromastics were so. Pretty. Oh my god! Oh, I want yeah. one so bad. He's one of those that if it's going to be an ugly animal, he's just not going to do it. Yeah, I mean he he's. Or he probably did as he was getting to the point where he is now, because we all produce, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's at a point now. It's, it's only quality in. Yes, it. there's no, there's no getting any <clears throat> junk in. Everything that he takes in is quality, and a lot of stuff is stuff he already has. I mean, he's producing his own stuff, but yeah, he posted a picture of one of his boas the other day, and I was like, "That's great. I really want to see the other one you had at Conroe." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he listed what was in it. And I was like, "Yeah, that's the one. Just would like to see a picture of it." But, anyways. That was, that's my future future plans at some point. But yeah, right now I'm, I've got snakes breeding and I cannot wait. Uh, what Jason said, Jason said, that's what happened with jungles. Got bred to everything until it really muddied up the genes. Jungles used to really stand out and compare. Yeah, jungles are tricky. So I, it's a gene in boas that you really got to like a certain type of jungle because there are several different types. Because when I got into boas and when I first saw jungles, it was a pattern mutation. Like, I well, that's the way I always saw it. it was like it really fucks up the pattern and I love it. It makes these weird stripes down that connects a lot of the saddles and it looks really cool. But then you would see people with a fairly normal pattern uh, boa and like, look at this jungle. I'm like, how how is that? That's not the same thing. I don't get it. Right. But then it's like a color <laughs> thing. It like it's supposed I don't it's a weird gene. I like the way that's all, every jungle I have has the messed up pattern and I like the way it looks. But I would imagine if you were to mix jungle in with your stuff, it's probably a very patterned jungle uh, with some clean colors. Cause I know I've seen those too. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird one, but you don't want to breed it to each other, even though everybody's like, I just breed them together. I don't want to breed messed up snakes, mm-hmm. which I definitely could, but I'm not going to, but I could I make pretty <laughs> snakes. It's not worth it. So anyways, <laughs> you got anything else to add, Rachel? No, nothing. Are you breeding anything yet? No, not yet. Just, just not shove them quite, together. Quite time for the doom. Just shove yet. them together. Well, them I need there. your mail. That well, he's busy right now. When will he be unbusy? I don't know. We he can was, talk about this off air. <laughs> he was still very busy today. Okay. Yes, I've, we've been getting pictures. Yes. Today I walked in. <laughs> I got pictures. And he had the tail fully wrapped around hers and was going at it. There you go. He took a small break the other night. I walked up there. I was like, "Oh no, is he done?" And then I went back up there. Like the next step, no, he was just taking a break. He needed a breather. <laughs> He needed a smoke and a pancake. He, he had worn himself out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need a rat. That's it's funny breeding, but so like, I guess ball pythons. Ball pythons. Ball pythons. I don't think it's as sometimes it is, but it's not as drastic the size difference between the male and the female. Can be. Breeding. It can be, but like in boas, I keep my boa males pretty small, and so when you throw them in with the female, you're like, holy crap! Yeah, that's <laughs> it is pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's he's just going to town on this giant thing. I'm like, you have at it and see what you could do with that. I'm gonna have to come see this dude. <laughs> also, you know, and the female just went into shed too, so I'm like, 
can't be pregnant yet. So now I'm just super confused. She's probably going to end up shedding and then shedding again in like three weeks yeah. and confuse the hell out of me. And just keep I'm, you on your toes. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to try and count from both shed dates and just see which one's right. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Although I could just do what I always do and get like three months into it and completely forget when it's supposed to happen and just start watching them every day. Like, your camera on it. Sorry. I do. I do. I last time I had a boa litter, I had my camera on it and I would turn my camera on at work and just look at it. That's how I knew one. I do that too. Yeah. See, it's. Yeah. I knew she was going to go because last time she lifted her tail and she kept cruising around her cage with her tail lifted up. I was like, babies are fucking coming. And then I just went home and stared at it for hours until they started coming out. So I still get, I guess I still get excited. I don't care what it is in my snake room. If it has babies, I still get excited. I remember you watching for the rainbows. Yeah, I was. 13 hours, 14, 20, how many hours? I was like three states away at that we point. We were in Amarillo and they were in We were like 14 Alexandria. hours away. Yeah. It's forever away. We were 11 hours from here. So. But like, I've got some Sambos that I know are pregnant. They're gravid right now. And they're just going to have a bunch of normal head anneries. I still will lose my shit when I walk in there and I find baby snakes. Well, it's exciting. Yeah. Especially boas. Like, you've never had boas. I have Well, there's a difference. Like, Samboas are one thing. You go in there, you find little babies moving around. But like, boa constrictors, when you go in... It's a giant pile of goo, and it's amazing. I can't wait. It's wonderful. And non-boa people, like python people, go, well, that's gross. I'm like, well, you're gross. It's amazing. Mm. I love a giant <laughs> giant pile of boa goo. Like, I'm okay with it. I, let's, oh. let's, let's go. Now, I say that. It does suck to clean up. Oh, I'm sure it's hell to clean up. It is. Uh, it's not absorbent. <laughs> it does not It does not absorb well into paper towels. You have to kind like of... Egg. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's, it's, it's... I mean, it is. It's egg yolk, and it's uh, it smears. And it gets really, really slippery. And uh, it takes like a whole roll of paper towels to try and clean that cage. I thought for a second. <laughs> well, you why wouldn't you just buy super like, wait, what? cheap towels and just throw them away when you're done with them instead of going through that many? Back. Yeah, wet vacuum. Well, even Jason Miller, it's, it's a whole cage clean. Yeah, there's no spot cleaning on on, on a berth. Um, it's, it's, it just it smears. It's weird. It's weird. Okay. But it's fun. It's really fun if you can catch it, if you can be there when they're born so you can watch them come out of the... It's like, because I talked about before, the, the Samboas don't come out inside of a sack. They come out born. Like, they hatch inside the mom and then come out squiggling around. Whereas with boa births, they come out in that little jelly-filled sack. And if you time it right, you can watch them take their like push through and take their first breath. And it is the oh. coolest thing. Well, when it comes close to time, I guess I'm going to be running over here every once in a while. So I can see first while I'm waiting on mine yeah. to get there. <laughs> it's a ton of fun. So that's another reason I love boas. I also love boas because I don't have to do any of the work at all. There's no incubation. No nothing. And we were talking about before we got on here. The great thing yeah. about boas is I can just feed those damn things while they're still like still mm -hmm. pregnant and they'll take food the whole time. Okay. Um, which helps them put weight on. But and we've talked before on uh, on here. Uh, we don't breed back. I don't breed boas back to back. I know. Uh, like python people, like ball python people will breed a ball python back to back and get weight on it and breed it the next year. Uh, with boas, I have to give them a year off because they lose so much weight. Even if you're feeding them, they lose so much it's weight. Like everything I read said give them a year off. Yeah, you've got to yeah. at least a year. Yeah. Because they'll uh, they lose a ton. Uh, Darren Watson says, when boas are about to give birth, do you stop using substrate? Yes and no. I mean, I've done it on paper, and then I've also done it on Reptichip, and it's it's fine either way. I've never had an issue. Um, I mean, I on paper it does. It's a little. It's it's a lot gooier because there's there's no bedding to also try and hold that stuff together. It it kind of goes everywhere, especially if you can get to a 
it's nice if you can get to it before mom starts strolling around the cage and uh, going through it. Because mm-hmm. then it gets all over her and you have to wipe her down and give her a bath too. And they're not always the happiest after they give birth. Uh, <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. My, uh, my, my female, my last female I gave birth went through a, uh, she went through a, a, a change. She was never the same after birth mentally and was not a fan of me touching her or taking her out of the cage at that point. My rainbow is still good and she's had a couple, a couple of litters for me, but I'm still worried around her because I've seen my rainbow boa's teeth before and they scare the devil of the crap out of me. <laughs> they, are, they are massive. Uh, Miller Radovich says he keeps substrate in there because a lot of the moms will nest in it. Okay. So yeah. But I've done it on paper too. It's it's fine. I'll probably just leave the rupture chip in there. Yeah, just give it a nice thick layer of rep chip and yep. I said you'll 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 know when it's getting close because they start they start laying weird. They start rolling over a lot and laying on their back and kind of, and they get restless and they move a lot. Especially okay. if you put a camera on them, you'll see them they they move. And uh if it's going to rain, yeah, that's when it's going to happen. Okay. So like start paying attention to the weather. When it gets close, anytime the temperature drops because the pressure drops or anytime it rains, uh you can almost promise that it's going to happen. That's also the best time to put them together if you're trying to breed boas. Like, if there's or any state really, yeah. yeah. If there's a storm coming through, chunk, like all the people in Florida right now, just throw your shit together. I know there's a hurricane, <laughs> but just throw your <laughs> shit together. together. And uh, when you come back, if they're still in their cages and your house hadn't blown away, they're probably going to be having sex. So there you go. Just ain't that's all you need is a, a good hurricane. <laughs> Can we just have a rainstorm? Please? A rainstorm works. I don't know. At this point, I don't know if we can have a rainstorm. <laughs> no hurricanes, just rainstorms, please. But anyways. So is there anything else, Liz, you want to talk about? Anything uh-huh. you've seen lately in the hobby or on YouTube? Any of that stuff besides some people putting out really cringy uh, clickbait stuff? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Pet World Magazine. <laughs> is it oh. World Pet? Well, on Instagram. <laughs> and, and then... Barcheck put the one out today about how he made an accident, uh, made an accident when cutting an egg. And the clip art is like a ball Python with its head cut off. Oh, yeah. I asked him because I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to give him the view. I was like, does anybody watch this? And they're like, yeah, nothing happens. Okay. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> nothing, nothing happens at all. Which I'm glad I'm not, I, mean, I didn't want the ball Python to lose his head as much. As I don't like ball pythons, but uh, yeah, nothing that happens. And it's just Barcheck being Barcheck. Got uh, millions of people to watch it. I'm sure though. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was looking through our, our Facebook page, our uh, Facebook discussion page. Do you see the uh, blonde timber rattlesnake? I did. It's right there. It's it's on the Facebook page. It's yeah. It's, I don't know, like albino of some sort, but it's really pretty. Um, I was trying to see. Oh, <laughs> the school in Houston. Did you see that? Po- I posted about the school in Houston and the snake fall out of the ceiling. That's great. That shit never happens in my classroom. <laughs> right. I would love to walk of- in and have a snake fall out of the ceiling. Was it a rat snake? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it fell out of the ceiling. I'm assuming it's a rat snake. Yeah. If you ever have to wonder how it got there, it's a rat, it's snake. A rat snake. <laughs> um. Oh, did you see that tattoo that I posted? The alligator? Mm-hmm. So this person got a tattoo on their arm of an alligator, but then the person did a shadow of the alligator underneath. So it looks like it's on top of the water and you're seeing the shadow on the bottom of the water, the way they did the tattoo. And it's amazing. Um, I've seen... Uh, that they're pretty cool yeah and they discovered new species of snakes discovered in graveyards in ecuador just in graveyards just in graveyards Graveyards and churches yeah in ecuador interesting i guess nobody was going there looking for snakes so they probably it probably took a while to find them i'm going herping in the graveyard (laughs) 
Although for our hobby, that's probably where a lot of folks in our hobby are like, sure, I'll go do that. Yeah, whatever. I'd be like, do we need to make a trip? <laughs> to, to, a, to a graveyard? To a graveyard to herp? <laughs> and then I posted a picture of a giant like prehistoric crocodile skull that is as long as a human. Yeah, and there's like the little person standing in front of it, in front of like the mock drawing and the crocodile is just staring down the throat like, oh yeah, okay, that, that'll eat me. Yeah. Yeah, you look like you have strep. <laughs> but yeah, just looking through... Ugh, I don't know who posted that. Oh, Nathan posted deers going through velvet. Oh yeah, it's crazy. That always grosses me out. But deer, like people don't think about it, they, they bleed. Like there's blood coming from. It's there. not a lot of blood it's though. Not but a lot. Yeah. You could tell it's it must be super itchy. Yeah. Because they're always I've, I've watched them shed their velvet before because they do it pretty quick. Man, they're like constantly just slinging their head around and trying to get it with their back foot and knock it loose and rubbing it on stuff. But they have to be careful because it's soft. The, the antler's still a little bit soft right there. In fact, we have photos of one that Rachel shot a few years ago. I have a photo of him that morning in velvet. And then like two hours later with the velvet starting to peel off. And then like an hour later at a whole different, on, a mile away on the other side of the ranch, he's standing in front of the camera and his antlers are pink. Yeah. Really? He had just gotten all the velvet off when he stepped in front and they are fucking like Pepto-Bismol pink. <laughs> and, That's a crazy uh, picture. And then like 30 minutes later, they're white. Really? Yeah, I have a whole set of, and then I have a picture of him with Rachel holding them like this. <laughs> a, a, a few months a later, of him in the freezer. Yeah, I was like, he's in the freezer right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yep, but it was just cool to go through and put all those together because it was from like three or four different cameras from different places, and all, he was just—you could tell—he was like pissed off because it was uncomfortable, and he was just roaming the whole place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we had a couple of videos of him like fighting with other deer because he was—you could tell—he was just angry, <laughs> and he was two times bigger than any other deer on the place. He's big guy. Yeah. So, uh, any dumb stuff you want to point out on Facebook you've seen lately? <sighs> there was the one thing today that I, I it, it has to be fake, but the problem is some people will read it and think it's real. Yeah. I, I would hope that was satire. Um, but it was about if you get bitten by a poison snake, poison snake, even anacondas, even anacondas, um, uh, you should take, anacondas. what was it? Uh, you should, the bark of a cashew. No, no, uh, the, the seed pot of a cashew and chew it and only swallow the juice. And I'm like, uh, ca- cashew husks are poisonous. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go with, this is all satire, but, but somebody the- shared it. Of course, in the, ten- the Tennessee snake ID group. Do what? So what the cashew just kills you first? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the, <laughs> so the poisonous anaconda is not really a, a concern at that point. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but the problem is someone will read that and 100% will quote that as fact to somebody as, and it oh, will yeah. just start to travel around. You know, like the snake that measures you up before it eats you. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was a guy in the Tennessee group. Somebody posted it. You've seen the video that's been going around for a while of the black rat and the little boy kneels oh, yeah. down next to it and picks it up and puts it on his neck and... And this guy's like, that person should be reported for child abuse. You should never, ever put a snake around a kid's neck. I don't care how little they are. So I just commented with a picture of Logan with a big doom rolls bow around his neck. <laughs> well, and what the great thing is, if that picture is that doom rolls bow that he's holding, it's almost eight foot long. So there's an entire amount of her going down his back. And I'm you still got talking to the microphone. I'm squatted right around the corner behind a rack because we're at a show. Yeah, it went like, like this. Ready to <laughs> grab it. I know. I'm uncomfortable. This chair's. It's like uh, the Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is what it is. Away. Uh, another thing that's been making the rounds lately is the copper mouth or cotton head. The cotton head. What? Yeah. So the, the hybrid between the copper head, uh, copper head and the cotton mouth. 
um, which there was one meme that floated around for a while. And now apparently there's a new picture of a new one and everybody's losing their shit over it. That picture that's been all over the place the last few days has this been around for a long time. Has it? Yeah. That's not a new photo. Um, and I don't know if any of that was wild caught. Is it? Is that all? There's never been a documented wild one, wild one. They're all in captivity. One of the guys, uh, I guess somebody that has successfully, um, produced them. He said, you have to put the male. Uh, I think it's, I think you do the cotton mouth. You have to put the male and female cotton mouth together, get her all excited and then pull that male out and drop the male copperhead in. That's, That's I'll pass on that. Sounds yeah. like a Fuck whole that. lot of no. Yeah. <laughs> People actually do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They actually actively work on it. Yeah. So I'll pass. Um. And then of course you got the people in there commenting in some of the groups. Oh, great! A copperhead with a cotton mouth disposition. I'm like, I, I've had my experiences. Cotton mouths are way calmer than copperheads. Yeah. yeah. But there's no stories of copperheads chasing people either. So you know, <laughs> there's also no factual stories of cotton mouths <laughs> right. chasing people That's either. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know it chased you across the yard, James. Come on. It did. Oh, Liz, you're are you in Tennessee? I am, yeah. I'm in Memphis here. Oh, so, so this group we're talking about is the Tennessee Snake ID group. You should join if you like to laugh because it is it's a clusterfuck. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> I bet, y'all. I get a lot of it around here just in our local group. <laughs> oh, it's the fun stuff in the South. I was gonna say you probably get crazy stuff every once in a while. Well, what's funny is um in our group that we're in where we all post our funny shit that we see one of the admins is in that group and he and I've spoken and he's like, man, we just, we just do what we can. He's like, <laughs> well, cause it's not, it's a whole group of people, but they're not snake people. No, but the people running it are, but they just, that group gets a lot of posts and they allow guessing as long as you say it's a guess, which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Um, and it's usually wrong. Yeah. It's always yeah. wrong. And, uh, you know, they do the best they can trying to police it, but, um, you know, they, they do it for free. So, you know, you don't want to so spend your one, whole life doing it. That's one thing I want to get, uh, when we get lizard morphs and have him on, I want to talk about the way it is in Australia versus here. Cause I feel like Australia has a far more, has far more respect for their, their snakes and their wildlife than we do as a whole. And, uh, cause I just can't. I wonder how many people in Australia are like, yeah, you see a snake, kill it. Just go ahead and kill it. Versus here, where it seems to be the default setting. I don't know. <clears throat> so that'd be an interesting one. I've always thought they have a, a better respect for I know their that, wildlife. You know, I've always understood that Australians have a. Um, they're a little more rebellious yeah. than Americans or pretty mm -hmm. much anybody because the whole you know, country said. They're a penal colony. They were. I mean, they all came oh, from a bunch of prisoners, right? So, um, I don't you, know. You said penal. I did. We've talked about penal and cock on this tonight. Oh, so. penal, penal cock. What else <laughs> we want to talk about? Oh Lord, the old penal right. cock. Yeah, I'm sure there was some of that too. <laughs> oh, can you imagine getting a, like arrested for something stupid and be like, "All right, we're going to send you five thousand miles away and dump you on an island." Good luck. Don't be on this giant island. Okay, mm. what's on it? Uh, Lots ever, of other criminals. Have you ever thought about what could kill you? Yeah, all of it. All of that's there. Yeah. Yeah. So like like the people. Nope, not talking about the people. Um, everything else. Like yep. Everything else. Have you, have you ever been afraid of a plant? <laughs> right. So I'm sure it's there, and like, it will kill you. Nope. Yep. Have you ever thought how could this ant kill me? Yep, it's there. Do you like to eat octopus? Pick up the little <laughs> with the blue rings on it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
it's just that that whole continent is a weird clusterfuck of evolution. It is. I mean, when you have two mammals that lay eggs, what the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a baby a kangaroo when it's born? Mm-hmm. And the small, naked, alien-looking thing that has to then. The, it, I was so we talk about it when we talk about uh, classification. I talk about marsupials. That whole process of how that works, like the mom has to lay down, and then they're like, "All right, you climb up to the pouch and see if you make it. If you don't yeah. make it, fuck it, and we're moving on. I'll make another one." I mean, that's <laughs> they're born without eyes and they don't have all their legs function. And they have to climb up the outside of the mom to get to the pouch to crawl into the pouch. And it's not like she picks them up and puts it in there. It's like it's the weirdest island of evolution. That and uh, Madagascar. Madagascar. But they're fucking lemurs. Yeah, it's like oh, we're but they're doom We're guys. sort of Africa, but not really. So we kind of have monkeys, but they jump really far, right? And sideways. <laughs> I have a friend who's from the Seychelles, and where's that? At? It's an island in the Indian Ocean, and it's the same thing. They just have all this weird shit there that they because it's island evolution is one of the coolest things. Uh, that's how you get things like Galapagos tortoises and Aldabra tortoises. Those are both island species. That wouldn't actually. Happen. I think Aldabras are from the Seychelles. The Seychelles, yes. Yeah, so I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah. Um, because there's no large predators on those islands, so you end up with some very interesting things happening because of no large predators. That's why the if you ever watch the video of the uh, Galapagos iguanas hatching and then trying to make it to the water before the snakes eat them, right? That video is amazing in slow mo, yeah, especially watch- when Snoop narrates it. Oh, I haven't watched that. Oh, dude, there's like, one where Snoop narrates this, it, and it's awesome. I can see Snoop Dogg do that because it's crazy if you watch it in slow-mo. It's like all these snakes just hanging out waiting for these lizards to hatch. And then they just like gang rush them. Like whoever gets to it first gets to eat the lizard. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's an amazing <laughs> video. It may have been on Planet Earth or on Earth or one, one of those documentaries. But, uh, yeah, it's slow-mo of them getting chased by all these snakes. I think they just like you. The, the little gnats like you more. I smell sweet. Yeah, no, they're attracted to vinegar I don't smell and like shit. Vinegar. So, uh <laughs> Just saying. Uh, you're just saying I'm a mean ass smelly bitch. I mean, I didn't say it. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> and you can sleep on the couch. Yeah, it's a pretty comfortable. Couch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big couch. It's pretty comfortable. Yeah, it's only half of it ha- yeah. clean today, so it's not going to be comfortable tonight. <laughs> half of it's sopping wet, so he well, can sleep the spot on the where couch. I said it's fine. So <laughs> um, it won't be by the time we get home. Anybody else got anything else before we go? I'm trying to think if I saw anything else this week in the hobby. Uh, just a bunch of crazy ass people, I been as usual. Uh, I saw stuff from. Uh, from NARBC get posted, but I was poor, so I didn't go. Yeah, us too. Yeah, same. It's a. I don't. We don't need to be talking about it. Nope. <laughs> but uh, my next show is Lafayette again. I'll only be there for like half a day because I'm going to a football game. Well, we have. Well, that's only on Saturday. Yeah, we have uh, shirts. The Lone Star Reptile shirt. Yeah, but not. That's next week. That's in shirts, Texas. Not like what the thing right, they wear. Right, right, right. It's an S C H R T Z. They have Texas. shirts. So that's what they're wearing currently. But there's a place called um, shirts. That's next. Not this coming weekend. The one after, and then Waco's the weekend after. And then we have our Waco's world. Our we need, wedding you know, anniversary. We need weekend. to talk about the World Reptile Day thing that we're doing oh, yeah, with yeah, Megan, yeah. and right here, it's like three yeah. weeks away. And um, her and Katie have been working their butts off. Yeah, Megan's been doing a great job with that one too. It's, it's yeah. Um, the World Reptile Day is right here. I got it posted on our groups. It is October twenty second. Uh, here locally, uh, south of Houston in Iowa Colony, Texas, they'll have educational talks. Uh, Dr. Spencer Green's going to be there doing mm-hmm. a talk. 45 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, 45 minutes of Venom talk, which will be amazing. Yes. Uh, we'll have live reptiles there. We're going to have scavenger hunts, tons of food trucks. They'll be shopping. You'll have signs, stuff there for sale. There'll be mm-hmm. other things. So, um, yeah, it'll be Iowa Colony, Texas on October 22nd. And, uh, 
from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Which is just south of Houston. Just south of Houston. Like Nobody knows where I call it. 15 minutes yeah. south of Houston. Just far enough out of Houston to not have to deal with Houston. Pretty uh, unless you're coming from the north side unless of Houston. Unless you're coming from there. Yeah, that's their fault for living up there. Right. Live down here. <laughs> so that will be awesome. Everybody, if you're in the Houston area, definitely try and make it to that on October 22nd. So that's all I got. Liz, you have anything else? Anything else you want to talk about before we go? I think that's about it. We've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. Uh, get stuff tested if you want to. Oh, all again, all BOA people, please send your send your sheds to uh, to Rare Genetics. My brain just went blank. Whole crap. To Rare Genetics. <laughs> Don't send yes. any possible heads. No possible heads. They all have to be 100% head, visual, or known locales, and label all that stuff. And they tell you how to do it all on, on their website. But send that stuff to them and hurry up so they can figure that out so they can tell me if my snakes are actual heads. <laughs> Because I don't know if they're heads. I need to know. Uh, Liz, if people want to reach out to you, uh, check out your boas, see what you got. Uh, how can they get a hold of you? Um, Instagram at Relic Boas would be the best way. I do have a Facebook as well, but I'm not as active there. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm, I'm a Facebook person just because I'm older. Like I try to do Instagram. I try to keep up with it. But, man, I'm, I'm really bad at Instagram. Although I'm really bad at Facebook. Too. I'm not good at updating. I also don't have babies available right now, so I don't have. No social media. You have no so no. Oh, you're, I don't, no. You're just like no, nah, no nah, social media. I got this. If people want to know, I'm on here. I don't have any babies yet, so I'll, I'll announce it when I have them on here. If you want a cage, a sign, a decoration for Halloween, check out Lone Star Reptile Racks on Facebook or at lsreptileracks.com. Or with the new website coming soon, at some point, we'll make sure to announce that when that happens. Um, again, if you want to save on your LED UVB bulbs from VivTech, it's code Gumbo22, all one word, Gumbo22. Save fifteen percent on your bulbs. Uh, make it to a Herps, Herps show or to the Herps shop. Either one. Make it to one of those. I think that's all I got. If you want to get a hold of us, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have a giveaway this month, but if someone wants to sponsor a giveaway for next month, we're coming up on next month, which is October, uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you would like to sponsor and what you want to give away, and we can definitely run that for a month, and we'll plug you and maybe have you come on and talk about it, uh, talk about what you do. So, Anybody out there that wants to be a sponsor, let me know. Uh, reach out to us, email us, message us. Uh, that's it. Liz, thanks for coming on. If you'll hang out as we go. Yeah. Um, everybody else, thanks for watching. And we will be back next. I'm trying to remember who I have next week. I have someone for next week. I just can't remember who it is. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.